Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? How are you? I hope you guys are doing well out there. It is a brand new episode of the First and Ten Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. Your host, Dave Sturchio, alongside two of the primo writers of bloggingtheboys.com, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis. Tony, how you doing over there, bro? You, you're settling in in, in Secaucus right now? Or we're in New Jersey. You're in enemy territory. Listen, I'm, you know, I'm in a... Uh... I'm on assignment right now, so this is a d- different setup for me. I'm in a hotel room right now, but I'm excited to, to be going to a Cowboys game tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, we're both going to be there tomorrow. We'll link up tomorrow into the parking lot and take over because usually with Cowboys, when the Cowboys are any bit relevant, um, usually it's at least 50-50, sometimes 60-40 in favor of the Cowboys. No, 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 all kidding aside. Um, but the fact that the Giants are 2-0 and right now, maybe the they're less inclined to sell their tickets uh, this early because Aiden, I think we've went over this when the schedule came out, like when's the last time we had the, the Cowboys and giants play for the first time around in New York in a while. How, I'm okay. So I think that the reason we perceive it that way is because it seems like the Cowboys have always kicked off the season starting at home against the New York giants. But I, I can't tell you the last time it's happened. It just feels like usually, like I said, when I'm tailgating for this game, it's usually brick ice cold out, meaning it's <laughs> November, December. So therefore, I know for a fact that it's just not you know, it's just not there. But anyway, um, the NFC picture today in week three was very, very interesting. As Before we dive into the Dallas, uh, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants game um, that will both again, like I said, me and Tony will be at and Cowboys Nation is gearing up for that. And you'll get one more. Um, little preview from Hidden Yardage, and then tomorrow you'll get the reaction out of the writer's block and anything else RJ decides to throw out there because the, the Blogging the Boys podcast network is forever growing, and it could be content popping up whenever you least expect it. So be on the lookout for that. Subscribe to the entire channel. But before we get into the Cowboys-Giants game, obviously the NFC plays itself out a little bit. I got to ask you, Tony, you know, I saw what you wrote in, in the Blogging the Boys Slack. It's like, how do we grade this Eagles team right now? They're three and oh, they're flying high, no pun intended, but like they're they're feeling themselves right now. But are they that good? I mean, the teams that they're playing, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to gauge right now. Listen, every every football season, it doesn't matter if it's the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, you kind of look at the schedule and how it's set up. The first month of the season, this is what the Eagles, if they are a good football team, should be doing, right? They should be winning these football games. And as far as I'm concerned, um, you shouldn't give extra bravo points to teams that are just doing what they should do. The Eagles definitely got better. There's no denying that the Eagles are a legitimate threat to the Cowboys in this division. But you play the Detroit Lions, you play um, Carson Wentz, 
and, and, you know, these are the teams that you have to go out there and win football games against. So it's, so it's like, yeah, okay, cool. They're three, you know, and there's actually, you know, two undefeated teams right now as we record this in the NFC East. So, you know, that's, that's well and good for the division, but I, I, I just think that everybody should pump the brakes a little bit. I think their Eagles are going to be there. They're going to be around, but I, are they the, you know, everybody kept talking about the Eagles and the bills and the Super Bowl. Can it happen? But like we, we're not even finished for week three yet. Let's just all slow the roll just a little bit. Aiden, when you look at uh, this Washington Commanders team, do you feel like they're going to kind of be the basement dwellers all season long? It looks like Carson Wentz is having himself a tough start. But, I mean, look, he he's has thrown a, a decent game within the first three weeks. We, we know the capabilities of him, but we also know nine times out of ten, bad Carson's going to show up. Are the Commanders in for a long season? It was tough because going into the season, I thought it was once again going to be the Giants as the basement dwellers in the NFC East. I think Carson Wentz has, I mean, we know what Carson Wentz is. Like you said, 80% of the time, he's going to put up a stinker of a game, but 20% of the time, he's going to look like a all-pro quarterback, and so you just don't know when those games are going to come. From what we've seen so far, I think Carson Wentz, at least to my, from what I can remember, this is the worst start he's had to a season. I'm he just he looks bad and it looks like the Colts loss to the Jaguars last year really rattled him. I I'd be shocked if they didn't end up last in the division. We'll see what happens when Chase Young comes back and they get some reinforcements on defense, but the defense looks weak and the offense can do nothing with their I mean there's just no weapons for Carson Wentz to throw to and you have Carson Wentz throwing the ball so yeah, you got a lot of kids trying to come on. Like uh, Terry McLaurin, obviously, was heavily touted going into the season. Uh, Dotson, the rookie, looks pretty good. He's, you know, he's found some pay dirt. And Curtis Samuel, Curtis, he looks yeah, good. Curtis Samuel looks good. Yeah. He's a Swiss Army knife. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's fine. Um, they have some tools, uh, but they're just not putting it together. And that, that might be a coaching thing. That just might be a, a culture thing down there. They just might just have to revert back to their old team name. I don't know what they got to do, but they got to do something uh, because whatever they're doing is not working right now. Um, otherwise in the NFC, again, before we get into the Cowboys giants, I look specifically at the teams that we've already played. We went and played Tom Brady, this offense. And I know, look, I said this on Twitter and I know it's, it's, it's prefaced with the fact that he had all three of us lining up as receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like there was nobody out there for him, uh, to throw to, but usually old, like prototypical Tom Brady makes heroes out of these guys. Like, they signed Cole Beasley off the street in the middle of the week, elevated him immediately, and he's playing the game. Scotty Miller's been there before. Cameron Brate's been there before. When you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks, Tony, you know, are you kind of disappointed that we couldn't get it done now, even more so because they couldn't get nothing done going or nothing going against Green Bay? You know, it's it's interesting because, you know, everything we mentioned about where the Buccaneers are really struggling seems to be on the office and offensive side of the ball. And I feel like the uh, the Cowboys gave them a chance by the way they played against Tampa Bay. The problem is our offense was just that much worse, you right. know, week one. So, and, you know, I, that's that's a testament to how good this Buccaneers defense is. They have a championship-level defense. But, you know, when you have Tom Brady, you, you would think the offense would be one of your strengths. But, yeah, you're right. They, they just they, – they got some they got some question marks on that side of the ball. And um, it, it's – you know, it, it, you look at it and say, is it some regression from Tom Brady? What, what exactly is the issue here? But, um, you know, Tampa Bay doesn't look as scary as that, you know, we might have thought they did two weeks ago. Aiden, when you look at that game and obviously you see the Eagles of what they're doing and even the Vikings today, they came out and literally struggled against Detroit. Um, are you thinking that right now, like Cowboys going into this game against the Giants, if we get out of if if we get out of New Jersey with a win, right? And we're two and one, 
can you take us a little bit more serious considering what you're seeing? Like even the Rams, like I, I understand they beat the Cardinals, but there was times where I was like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's a lot of like, uh, what do we go parody, I guess right now in the NFC. Yeah. I, I, I can you guys come up with a t- NFC team that you're confident in? I mean, I'm, I, I guess you can somewhat say the Packers, but even the Packers today, this is what I want to touch on from the Buccaneers game. That Buccaneers defense is shut Aaron Rodgers down. And so I think I know there's no excuse for only scoring three points against that defense, but that defense is legit and they shut Aaron Rodgers and that offense down. There's just we need to get Dak back because at this point, if Dak comes back and we can gain some semblance of consistency, the NFC is wide open this year. Like you look at the Rams, the Rams beat the Cardinals in a very ugly game. They beat it by a couple scores, but the Cardinals have looked horrible this season. They had to come from behind in a ridiculous win against the Raiders who are now 0-3. So I just think there's no NFC team this year that I'm actually scared to play. Maybe the Packers and Lambeau, but I, if that comes back, this the conference is wide open for the taking. I know we're talking about the NFC in particular because of the Cowboys, but even looking at the AFC, like the Bills could be had. You know what I mean? The Chiefs could be had. Like this is the Chargers just got stomped out by the Jaguars. Like this is a season where, you know, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but man, if they just, if the Cowboys can just string together this and take advantage of a very, very bad, easy schedule. You know, this could be another good year for him. Now, as we segue into this this game, you know, again, the Giants are 2-0. and They're all feeling themselves. The, the fan base are feeling themselves. Like, they they feel like they have a new coach. Things are going well. The front office made the right moves. There is some kind of uh, turmoil going on within the organization as far as, like, the Kenny Galladay situation. Nobody really knows what to make of that. Um, but, Tony, first glance at a Giants team that's coming in 2-0, and does any part of their game like kind of paint a picture that's like not going to match up well for the Cowboys right now? I think if, if you want to look at the one thing that the Giants do well um, is kind of what hasn't changed all along. It's Saquon Barkley. He's healthy. He's running hard. Um, I think they, that Dave All and that offensive staff is giving him an opportunity to kind of take over games. I wrote about it this week over at Blog and the Boys just talking about you've got to put the football in Daniel Jones's hands. You've got to put the game in his hands. I think if Saquon Barkley is able to kind of get loose and he's effective in the running game, it's a tough situation for the Cowboys, right? I think if they're able to bottle him up, because that's ultimately where the situation is uh, to trying to stop the Giants. Kadarius Tony is injured. Kenny Galladay is MIA. Um, Sterling Shepard is always banged up, even though he's somewhat of a threat. The Cowboys have had a good a good ability to kind of bottle him up over the last few years. So it all starts and ends with Saquon Barkley. And, you know, we've seen what they did week one against Leonard Fournette. It wasn't great, but they kind of, against Joe Mixon, came up and had a better performance uh, defending that. So I think the X factor in this situation is just trying to stop Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the recipe. Uh, Aiden, same question, but now you can't use Saquon Barkley. Is there anything about the New York Giants that kind of makes you think, like, oh, scratch your head, like, all right, this this might be an issue? Yeah, maybe we'll get to bold predictions later. I'm not that afraid of Saquon Barkley this week. So my one, the one thing I'm scared of is actually the Giants' defensive line. There's nobody on that defensive line that you're really terrified of, but they have a lot of solid names. Obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau looks to be coming back this week. They have Dexter Lawrence on that defensive line. It's a solid defensive line across the board, and so I'm just worried about, like, we still don't really know what our offensive line is going to look like. It seems like Matt Farniok is going to be playing, and it's going to be the same offensive line from last week, but 
Barniok had a very bad game. This is still an offensive line that can be exposed if they have an off night. And so that's what I'm afraid of is that if we are, if aren't, we aren't able to get the rushing game going, then the we're relying on Cooper rush to take us to beat a good giants defense. You mean, you mean future starting hall of fame quarterback, <laughs> Cooper rush, or you, you got to put some respect on his name. Like Jerry Jones <laughs> did over the last week. Uh, as obviously we're starting this week off. It's Monday as you're listening to this. So last week, Jerry Jones went on and then spewed some stuff. And I'm sure blocking the boys is taking complete and this ball and ran to the promised land with it, because these are the gems that our, uh, our beloved owner decides to drop pretty much weekly at this point at some point or another you know jerry's gonna get on the mic and say something silly um but i i in that context tony do you think that cooper rush now look he, he has a game we don't want to look past the giants but the giants are on the docket right and we were talking about how the the bottom feeders of the nfc east are going to be washington commanders they're next do we live in a world right now that we could be three and one under Cooper Rush heading into that next week, and then they're all they're they're actually going to be some kind of decision to be made, or is this like I know Mike McCarthy's out there saying Dax team, Dax team, Dax team, and I firmly believe that, right? I believe that, and I'm, I think he's going against Jerry Jones. He's like, you know what, the hell with this guy. I don't care what this senile old man says. Dax, our guy, but like if he rolls this week and then he rolls next week, like what are we doing here? Are we just kind of saying, like, hey man, thanks for the service? Dak get back in there right away yeah i appreciate the question because you know it's it's a good problem to have if cooper rush goes out there and plays well like that's a situation i think we would all sign up for hey but ultimately the answer is Dak prescott as soon as he's able-bodied to go out there he goes out there cooper rush um you know this is a man that wasn't even guaranteed to be the number two quarterback going into the season right i think a lot of us myself included were banging the table for will gray to win that job now all of a sudden it's crazy what this fan base does now we're talking about jerry jones and dissecting his words and saying you know dak prescott this may not be his team it's funny it's funny to see how things change go ahead dave sorry i have i have to interject all right because out in 2016 dak prescott wasn't touted to be the, thir- the the second quarterback either. He was going to be the third. Kellen Moore goes down, breaks his ankle. Tony Romo gets hurt. All of a sudden, third string Dak Prescott comes in and leads us to where we went. Just so but I'm I, just playing devils here. I think we can all agree that Cooper Rush has not looked like 2016 Dak Prescott, right? <laughs> Maybe he's I'm looking a, at this with rose-colored glasses. But he's yeah, also maybe. in his seventh year. Like I think with Dak Prescott, they they saw a young kid who just captivated the locker room. Cooper Rush knows his role. I mean, when Cooper Rush and said. We all had a good laugh at that, talking about Jerry's comments. I think we all understand what the role is. And if Cooper Rush can play four games and go 4-0, and I think we're all super happy about that. We could say he confidently saved the season. But at that point, he's he, a wrestling reference. He's tagging Dak Prescott back in, and we're good to go from there. I, I dig and always appreciate a good wrestling reference. Congratulations on that one. That's three points for you for playing score at home. Uh, Aiden, I got to ask you, though. Okay, now let's just – are you okay with that mentality out of Cooper Rush? Like heading into this game, like uh, Tony just said it. He's like, they're, they had a big laugh about it, right? Shouldn't Cooper Rush be in the mentality like, you know what? Why not me? Like, why can't I go out there and shock the world? But instead he's saying like, come on, we know it's Dak's team. Like, let's all pump the brakes here. Should he be taking a different approach to this? Support for this podcast comes from Smart Water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. 
Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm just going to I'm gonna give a very basic answer, and this is going to give no insight. I'm just, whatever works for him. I mean, <laughs> clearly, clearly what we've seen out of Cooper Rush so far is he's a 2-0 quarterback. I would, there is zero doubt in my mind that when Cooper Rush played the Minnesota Vikings last year, he knew Dak was going to be back the next week as a starter. He knows Dak's going to be the starter when he comes back this year, but it's worked for him so far. The one thing I'll say about Cooper Rush is I think we're over, we're putting on the rose colored glasses a little bit with Cooper Rush in terms of his win last week. Like it was 61% completion percentage. He had more turnover worthy plays than he did touchdowns. Like, it, it wasn't, I think, out of all quarterbacks who played last week by PFF grading, he was like 23rd out of 29. So like, Are we still I, paying attention to those guys? Or no? I, I, <laughs> all I'm saying is, Cooper Rush, thank you for the win, and I do think it was a decent backup performance, but I'm not going to act like he won us the game last week. Let me throw a little nugget in there for the people that may have missed Ooh, the nuggets. morning. Here we go. Nuggets. So, Hungry, everybody? Here comes a nugget. Steve, Steve Mariucci said... On this morning, on game day morning, obviously it's uh, it's Monday when you're listening to this, but on Sunday morning, he said the last quarterback that went undrafted and, fin- and started this season, his career 3-0, and was Kurt Warner. So Kurt Warner went 3-0, and and he's the only one to do it since 1999, and Cooper Rush has a chance to join some uh, elite Hall of Fame company there. See, so what, why is everybody laughing? I mean, when I say future Hall of Fame quarterback Cooper Rush, I don't understand. Like, why is it he so... just needs to bag groceries now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Go back to Walmart or wherever and stop and shop or whatever. Make yourself look, they're going to have another movie made after him. It's going to be a fantastic story uh, when he's riding off into the sunset. All right, there's a couple things we got to get to because of this Giants game, and particularly on the injury front when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. You guys have covered the team the entire week. Tony, your confidence level in a returning Michael Gallup to this offense. We understand that there's probably, I don't want to say a pitch count, but I don't see him burning anybody down the seam anytime soon, maybe a couple more weeks for that. What's your confidence level uh, with this offense with now getting a little bit of a boost? I know you didn't want to say it, but I think it's pretty accurate. I think he's going to be in a limited role type of pitch count. I think you may see him in, you know, third down, have to have it type of plays. I could see him in the red zone. I, I see him being as someone that's a threat when they need a play. Um, just him being out there, even if it is 15, 20 snaps, I really do love that for this team because he's a different element. He's a guy that can take the top off. He has the respect. This giant secondary, even they know about Michael Gallup, right? So the threat is there. If he goes out there and looks like even a little bit like himself, it it helps this team. And now Dalton Schultz is on the fritz. Uh, We don't know if he's going to play. By the time you hear this, there may be some more news coming out. But when you go down one of the most reliable options on your team, Adding Michael Gallup in there is something that can kind of soften that blow a little bit. But I feel confident Gallup's going to get in there. Just how many reps that I guess remains to be seen. Aiden, same like same question, different player. Now we're talking about Gallup. Now Dalton Schultz again. Everybody's kind of wondering. That's up in the air. Didn't really practice too much. Didn't do a lot of stuff over the week. Um, if Dalton Schultz is ruled out for this week, 
And to me, the way I've always viewed a young, and I, I call Cooper Rush young because of his experience. I know he's not like 22, but I mean, like he's young in the, in the experience factor. When you're inexperienced, these, t- these quarterbacks typically like to look underneath their tight ends as a safety net. Do the Dallas Cowboys have enough safety net if Dalton Schultz don't go? Is your confidence high in backups, tight end two and three? If you had asked me last year, I would have actually, like, Minnesota Vikings game, from what I can remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, I remember Dalton Schultz having a somewhat decent game against the Vikings because of that Cooper Rush effect. He wanted that safety valve. But he only had, Cooper, or Dalton Schultz only had two receptions last week. It seemed like Noah Brown was his go-to guy, his reliable. If you need five yards, let's just dump it off to know he's going to do it for us. So for me, I'm obviously Dalton Schultz is a great player. I'm not as concerned because we haven't seen Schultz as involved in this offense as I think all three of us would prefer so far. So I saw enough from Hendershot and Ferguson during the preseason to make me think that it's not going to be as pretty as it is with Dalton Schultz, but it's not going to be a huge drop-off. To me, they look solid enough that I'm not too concerned. Here's a here's an interesting tidbit though. Sorry to kind of cut no, no, in there. Throw, no, first of all, say nugget. I want another nugget. Yeah, it's a nugget. Interesting <laughs> nugget here. Uh, <laughs> the uh, we talked about how Kayvon Thibodeau and Ojalari look like they're going to play Monday night, but for the players that aren't going to play, the the Giants are down three cornerbacks, so they're gonna they have a Dory Jackson and then three other guys playing there. So now you have Julian Love and you have. Um, his name's kind of uh, Xavier McKinney at the safeties. Those are a quality safety tandem. But does Julian Love have to drop down and play nickel in a position that he hasn't really been playing lately? The Giants, if we could get some protection up front and able to hold the ball just for a split second longer, I think Noah Brown, I think Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, this is a matchup that these guys can win. So, it, you know, it's the game within the game, and I feel pretty good about that. So we've been talking a lot about the offense heading into this game. The defense kind of writes itself. The stories of the of the, the this year within two games is the fact that Micah Parsons is completely feasting. Um, but there's one element before I get into the defense. The Giants kickoff team has not been great when it comes to starting field position. Yes or no, quick answers. Aiden, I'll start with you. Is it turpentine? Is it is it time? Does he return one this week? For a touchdown? Yes. No. Tony, I'm just I'm just playing the odds here. Tony, I say he doesn't, but I bet she gets this over the 50 a few times. All right, I'm with it. I'm with listen in a game like this. Cooper Rush, I don't care how many people are touting him to be the next Joe Montana. We still need good field position. So I would love for that. So, again, getting back to the defense. So Daniel Jones, obviously his weapons aren't great, right? Do you change anything from what you've been doing for two weeks? Because what we saw this past uh, weekend is we saw that we kind of woke up uh, an angry Joe Burrow. I don't know if you guys watched the Bengals game, but they seemed like they were a little pissed off from last week. So they came out there and took care of business against the Jets. So the Cowboys, two games in a row, have, have played well defensively. Do you go away from the blueprint that we've been doing for the uh, last two weeks because you have to prepare for one specific player, Aiden? Or is it just status quo, get to the quarterback, do your thing, keep going the way you've been going for the first two weeks of football? I'm not changing anything in terms of how the pass rush has been going. The defensive line, to me, has been great. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep letting LVE clean up the rushes like he's been doing. The one change I'd make, I would be – I want – Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, and Jordan Lewis, when the ball is snapped, I want them up in the receiver's group. I don't want the I want them pressing them hard. Make them beat you because the second target leader this year for the Giants is Richie James. If Richie James is beating any of our three cornerbacks, I'd be shocked. Pay attention to Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. He has that's 
been Daniel Jones's dump off all season. He really likes to go there, but I'm letting my cornerbacks just feast in press coverage. They're not going to beat you deep, especially with our safeties. I'm, I'm making the receiver's job as hard as possible because the talent does not scare me. Tony, when, when you talk about a home run hitter like a Saquon Barkley, right? And we talk about the defense being as status quo as they are, meaning just state of course, right? Do you make any adjustments as far as taking a Micah or taking one of the fast, maybe maybe even LVE? Is there any kind of shadow that you're going to work to just zero in on Barkley alone? Because truthfully, and I don't want to take anything away from the Giants receivers and who they are, because look, the James guy that you were just referencing, you know, it, it, it's prototypical storybook of the Cowboys to let somebody like that loose a couple times where you want to punch a hole through a wall. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, you got to be, how is he wide open? Why is this happening? Are you focusing in one of our defensive guys, whether it be LVE, Micah Parsons, even, even Anthony Barr, like, is there anybody focusing in on Saquon this week? You know, I think we could see some nitty nitty lying on nitty lying crime here with Saquon Barkley, you know, and I think those two, I think that's a matchup where, and this may be a game that you're right. Micah Parsons might be playing a little bit more linebacker than we've seen over the last couple of weeks, just to kind of, at least maybe on early downs um, when it's obvious past situations, they're going to, you know, line him up at the line and let him kind of get after the quarterback a little bit. Um, but I could see him kind of be in that spy. I mean, I even like Anthony Barr in that role. Anthony Barr is a big athletic guy that can kind of match up with Saquon. I, I don't love him. And so to speak, um, pass coverage. But, you know, Saquon Barkley is going to be a mismatch for a lot of people in that situation. But, um, yeah, I could see uh, Michael Parsons kind of playing that hover role in the middle of that defense and then kind of pinning his ear back um, on pass rushing downs. Aiden? Are we – we haven't just hit on this yet, but are, are we in any way afraid that Mike is not going to be 100% tomorrow with his sickness or are we buying into the MJ flu game? Um. Yeah, MJ flu game. I, I kind of like that. I, has anybody made that reference yet? He tweeted. He tweeted. A he he did. Of yeah, he M- did. MJ like getting the ice pack on the sideline. I love this kid. I have not seen that, and I love this kid. I love him for skipping specific media appearances. <laughs> I love him for doing this. Like this kid is the prototypical hero that the Cowboys fans <laughs> all need. I'm sorry. And look again, if it, if it makes the the other networks mad, like sue me. But like I, I just for for him to focus on ball and ball alone is a positive, positive sign for me. And I'm not saying, like, if you have a contract, go against it. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that this kid's character is really starting to build, and it's a really good thing. So, yes, Jordan with the flu, double nickel at the Garden. Let's do it. I'm all for it. So, all right, we've touched on basically the entire landscape of this game. Um, Clearly, the Cowboys are dogs, I believe, still as of this moment. There was, I think it was minus three for the Giants. The Giants were favored first. The line started to move a little bit. And it was minus one going into this. Is it still there, Aiden? Still minus one. So the Giants are still favored at home minus one. I mean, that's just utter disrespect. Um, And and maybe Demarcus Lawrence considers it underdogs because technically they really actually are. So the game has been broken down as much as you're going to break this one down. Because, look, we've seen the Giants and what they can do. They've played good football. um, And, and, you know, just um, as, as we go on with this, They've played good football. They've done their thing. Um, and it, when I say good football, I don't want to like praise the Giants too much because I think if Randy Bullock hits a field goal and they don't, you know, completely crap the bed against the Carolina Panthers, this team could also be 0 2. You know what I mean? 0 2 could be their record. Um, but now putting a bow on the entire thing, knowing that it's going to be a NFC East type drag out type game, 
we'll go to predictions now because the predictions are everything where, you know, I know that the blogging the boys likes to run a Madden simulation that I don't like to pay attention to too much because Madden. You know who the, does that, right? Who? Me. You do the Madden simulation? <laughs> wait a That's minute. Oh, wait, 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 time out, time out. I got to wait before. Now, now I, now I have, this is like deep diving, pulling the curtain back of blogging the boys right here. Wait, so you, do you play, like you actually set the game up rosters as, as is. Yep. And you let it play like computer versus computer. Let it go. Do you actually watch the game? I have to toggle the the, the controller to make sure it doesn't go dim. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So you're sitting there watching a little digital digital uh, Cooper Rush out there on Twitch. Yeah, that is that is. <laughs> oh my god, that is so fun. That's do first of all, that's content. You know why? Because now I think what you have to do is I understand you're dropping like you know screenshots of the final score and stuff. But, like, you got to go live on Instagram. Like, yo, I'm here with Blogging the Boys. We're about to sit down and watch the Cowboys-Giants simulation game and, like, cast it so everybody could watch it. I think that would be content. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk to RJ. Put that on the YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm telling Get you, that must be television right there. I had I had my buddies, Brett and Keith Ern, sending me uh, highlights of the Aikman and Emmett. I said, guys, you realize there's football on today, right? And they're, like, they're so <laughs> in on this Cowboys game and zeroed in on it. And I was like, yeah, listen, I know it's Giants week. And that's that's one of those weeks that you just you go nuts about. So, all right, it's prediction time. Enough of that. But seriously, cast that Madden. I want to see it played, uh, especially next week against the Commanders. Tony, we'll start with you. The Cowboys visit the Giants. Me and you in the parking lot first for a couple uh, adult beverages. We head on into the stadium. What do we see coming out of this game? I'm a big believer that this defense is the real deal. So I think the defense is going to keep Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley specifically in bay. I think the, the, the having Michael Gallup in there will help the outside weapons. I think we'll see the offense get it going a little bit. So if you're going to have a put a you know put a gun to my head, have me pick a score here. I'm going to say 23-13. The Cowboys go to two and one. Cooper Rush is three and zero, and let the crazy hysteria keep going with uh, the Cooper Rush storyline. Now, correct me if what was the final score of the Madden prediction. 24-17. All right, you were close. <laughs> so, <laughs> just in case. So 23, the Cowboys get out of New York with a 10-point win. So we're all walking out of there like McGregor. Aiden, do you feel the same way? Are the Dallas Cowboys going to be 2-1 and one at the end of this week? I've been going back and forth all week because I, if you would have made me guess what the line would have been after we beat the Bengals, I would have assumed we would have been like four or five-point favorites. The fact that we're one-point dogs makes me... Just one of those games where I'm, I don't like wait, the you luck. Thought, you would have thought we were like four point favorites against the Giants with Cooper Rush on the road. I still, I mean, it's still the Giants, right? Like we're all we're all buying into the fact that they. Uh, hey, wait, wait till I get to my prediction because this is going to come full circle. All right, my, two bold predictions for you. I think we hold Saquon Barkley to less than thirty five rushing yards. I think our defensive line completely shuts him down. He only ran for like 3.1 a carry last week. I think they abandoned it early because it's, we just shut it down. Number two, CeeDee Lamb gets a 100-yard receiving game, and this is because I think Michael Gallup on the opposite end, actually, it's even in his limited snaps, it's noticeable how much coverage he's drawing away from CeeDee Lamb. I think we finally see another Lamb 100-yard game, even with Cooper Rush. With that said, I think it's going to be a completely defensive battle. I'm like I said earlier, I'm not sold on Rush. I don't think it's going to look pretty. I don't think any offense will be able to do much. And that's why I'm predicting a final score of 13 to 10, New York. New York? I'm I'm just scared. I, I don't know why. I'm terrified about this game. And there's something in the pit of my stomach that tells me it's just going to be like 
the Buccaneers game where it's ugly. We have chances to win. We don't take advantage of it. I, I don't you, know what. Are you comparing? Are is. you comparing the Giants' defense to Tampa? No, I'm not. But it's it's going to be one of those frustrating games where you're like, please, we have so many opportunities to crack this open. Please do it. And I don't think Rush does. You know what? I, I, if I can interject real quick, the only thing that makes me nervous, kind of in the same vein with Aiden, is the positive energy. When I see positive energy yeah, about Cooper Rush and this team, it. makes me nervous. I'm just like, I right, enough, enough of this. You know, let's not get too crazy. You feel good about it, and that's what makes me nervous. So I guess I understand that perspective. All right, listen, I understand the perspective, and I've walked out of that stadium way too many times a loser, okay? And the way too many times. It's happened plenty, trust me. And this was in the Eli days, so it's not like, you know, that Daniel Jones has really done it. But I will say this. When it comes to division games, Giants games, on the road, you know, it, it has been quite good for the Cowboys lately, okay? They've lost just, I believe, once to the Giants under Dak Prescott, and I believe that was like his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken, they lost the opening game or something. If I'm not mistaken, I, I'm pretty sure. But in any event, the, the Dak Prescott-led Cowboys have handled the Giants well. The Cooper Rush-led Dak, uh, Dallas Cowboys have not played the Giants yet. And while I know that Cooper Rush was sort of in the Giants system for like a cup of coffee, uh, but like, you know, I, I also am in the, the belief system that – this this uh, this Jerry Jones coming out uh, and saying what he said, I think people spun it the, the wrong way. I think that people are like, oh, my God, he wants a con. No, I think he's just saying, look, man, if there's a controversy, that means we're winning games. You know what I mean? And, and I think in his old senile state of mind, I think that's what he was trying to do. Right. He was trying to say Cooper Rush is a capable quarterback. I think we saw that last week. Right. And especially in the first half. I don't know what happened in the second half. The You know, the foot was taken off the gas a little bit. They got to play four quarters of football. Zeke has to eat. I've been saying it for three weeks in a row, and even the producers on my Chop Sports show has told me, Dave, you said this three weeks in a row. I said, I know. And one day, I'm going to be right <laughs> because one day it's going to be it's going to happen. Tony Pollard's going to get a lot of touches. I think the Cowboys have a chance to score a lot of points in this game. And while I normally don't think the Cowboys ever, ever run away with games, we could probably see that. I got a 24 to 10 win here. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, a two-touchdown win by the Cowboys. Now, look, I'm going to make my official prediction as a, uh, on my Instagram tomorrow. I know I was dead right last week, so I'm going to make sure that if you want to head on over to my Instagram, I will make a prediction as far as this game is concerned. But 24-10, I'm feeling it now. Wait until the injuries come out. Wait until we see if, if Dalton Schultz is going to play, you know, stuff like that, those intangibles. But I do got the Cowboys winning this game big and putting the Giants and their fan base back to reality a little bit. I think they were getting a little ahead of themselves. Like, oh, my God, we have a coach. Like, yes, you do have a coach. But he's also not going to go 17-0. and 0. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you will lose games. There will be trials and tribulations along the way. So that's why I think the Dallas Cowboys will kind of right the wrongs uh, in New York right now or wrong the rights over in New York. And I think they get it done. So, again, as far as a programming note is concerned, ladies and gentlemen, uh, two of us, me and Tony, will be at the game tomorrow. And we are the only ones picking the Cowboys to win this game. Thanks a lot, Aiden, uh, for ruining that mojo. Um, but anyway, programming note, we will kick off. Uh, we will be kicking off uh, your um, your blogging the boys podcast network stuff. There will be no daily show tomorrow so it's us and then it's hidden yardage and then bang it's game time and then you can tune into the post game as well so the dallas cowboys should get out of this one with a win uh if they don't there there will be some kind of i don't want to say panic but there will be some kind of uh 
okay, everybody knows who Cooper Rush is now. You know what I mean? Like, hey, everybody just calm down, pump the brakes a little bit. Let's get Dak back. You know, let's not rush him back because it's a long season. But if they can get out of there with a win and be 2-1 and one with the Giants and now the Eagles being 3-0, and oh, you know, it, it, it will go a long way in the in the recovery process. That, that Any make, final thoughts, Tony? That would make the Giants and the Eagles 3-0. and oh. So now we're two games back between – Two division foes, right? So it's it's a tough situation. So this game is early as as much as there can be early season. It's got some implications here for the Cowboys to try to get this W. I agree. Aiden, final thought? Watching Red Zone when you don't have the Cowboys game to look forward to is not as fun. I did not have as much fun watching football (laughs) today because I was just waiting for the Cowboys. You know what's funny? I I said it on my Twitter. I said, Cowboys can't hurt you today, everybody. Enjoy the football. You know, I (laughs) I was enjoying football as much as I could. I was editing a bunch. You know, we went out to to MetLife for the Jet game uh, with Mojo and stuff, and I was having a good time doing that. And I got back, I was like, "Yeah, I'll edit for you." And I was like, "Why did I? Why did I choose to do this?" You know, because it was like, I'm, I'm, my head's buried in the computer. I'm missing a Jewish holiday at my dad's house. It's like, no, we're not Jewish. My stepmom's Jewish, but like, I'm missing that holiday. And then I'm doing all this. I get home, and it's like, oh, I guess I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. We're about to go. Uh, catch up with the Niners and the Broncos like I said as we record on Sunday night but enjoy the football um tonight and hopefully the Dallas Cowboys get themselves a dub and next week we'll finally be back to reviewing a game as the Cowboys will take on the Commanders so for Dave Sturcio, Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis this has been another episode of the first and 10 podcast right here on the blogging the boys podcast network and we'll see you guys next week go Cowboys